Welcome everybody to the Locomotive Daily Podcast. On today's show, we'll be having our very first guest who also happens to be one of my best friends, Redimetzi Ntako, popularly known as Duni Ori. Redimetzi has a BA degree in Urban and Regional Planning from the National University of Lesotho and she's currently pursuing an MBA at the Mahatma Gandhi University in India. She was previously the project coordinator for RISE. RISE happens to be a construction company that um, works specifically with design and architecture students. I think from Fukuti and other schools, I'm not really sure, with the aim of promoting sustainable development in the rural areas of Lesotho. Welcome to the show, friend. I think you're basically the first guest to praise us with your presence on the Locomotive Daily Podcast. So we'd like to thank you on the show. Really, I'm the first. Wow. Um, I'm really honored, friend. And guys, please do tune in. This is such an informative channel. Um, we're going to have great content. So we're going to cover a lot. And yeah, let's just get to it, friend. All right, cool. First of all, where are you at? Uh, right now, I'm in India, the south part of India, to be specific. India is hot and spicy. <laughs> That's what I can <laughs> How is the COVID day? Um, the COVID situation was really bad, um, specifically in April and May. But they've gone on a whole vaccine drive, like almost everyone has to get vaccinated at this point. So that's really reduced the numbers. But they're predicting like a third wave October. But right now things have gotten much better. They've eased some restrictions, but on weekends they're still locked down. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Now let's just get started with podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. Could you like tell us a little bit about you, about yourself, like, Give us a background of who you are, where you come from, and then what um what are you currently doing right now? Okay. Uh my name is Pitimit. Um it's really either re or to me, depending on how close we are with you. Um I studied urban and regional planning uh at now in twenty thirteen. This is where I met Daily. Um, I graduated class of 2017 with a minor in GIS. Then um, I'd say, I can't really say I took a gap year, but hey, there was a gap between my graduation and my coming to school in India in 2019 to do my MBA. So with my MBA, it's not just a general. Uh, I'm majoring in marketing and operations. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So, how did you decide to do MBA from urban and regional planning to MBA? Someone would think that's a bit weird that you'd actually want to do environmental science. Well, how did you decide on MBA? At the time I left now and like figured things out in the real world, I realized to get ahead in management and like corporate world, you need a degree that sort of from every other urban and regional planning graduate. And where I worked, I realized there was a shortage of people in management. Okay, no, that's that's nice. I never thought of it in that way. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, back to your journey at tertiary. When you first went to now, how did you pick the tertiary that you wanted to go to? Because there are a few options that you could have gone with geography, right? So how did you end up picking now? Now was the only school of the schools in the country that offered environmental science and urban environmental because uh, Logotoli Polytechnic has water and environmental science, but as a diploma, I wanted a degree which would enable me to further my studies at a faster rate because if you have a diploma, you still get to go to a degree, then an honors, then a master's. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, that's cool. So when you first mm-hmm. came to now, were you staying in camp or off camp? Uh, I've always wanted to stay on in campus. Like off camp in was camp. never something that I considered. Yeah. Really? Okay. What are the options that made you decide on in camp versus off camp? Well, it's one of those your parents tell you it's safer in campus. Specifically for me, I have grandparents who live in the area, so it was more of those high world but Excuse my vernac, but high world but it means road like Hong Kong, and I'm just like, yeah, no, mm-mm. I'm a <laughs> reside inside for sure. You have to pay for it. It's owned by the church, like the Roman Catholic Church. So, are you telling us that you have to pay independently? You have to pay for yourself. Yeah, you have to pay for yourself. Yeah. Exclusive <laughs> Yeah, you pay for your own pocket, and then yeah, I can't really say and then for you to live there to book it. That's all you. Okay, so could you tell us how how expensive is it? It is because I mean, if somebody wants to go there, they have to plan for it, right? You can't just decide I'm going here. Not really expensive. It was roughly a thousand five hundred, two thousand max. I think it depends also on the specific uh, hostel block, and so it was a thousand five hundred or two thousand at most. So I mean, if you're someone who during the holidays you would be working, or your parents could afford it, it's not so bad. Okay, so how was it different from the school residence? Did you did you find anything different? Not really. You'd find it's just a matter of preference because the school has Wi-Fi. There's a guard. The school has a guard. In fact, you'd find uh, campus-provided living was better because you had your own room. And then there, you never shared until you upgraded to now a more expensive room. That was, I think, 2,500 where it would be now a single room, even 3,000, I think. But for me, once I got to my single year, I moved out of that specific hostel, but to another one still owned by the church, but like a different one where it's specifically um, for individuals who want to live alone. Because I was tired of having a roommate, guys. Okay, cool. When you compare in-camp stay with off-camp, what are some of the things that you actually realized that you were benefiting more or you were at the disadvantage of as compared the two residents? I think the fact that we couldn't cook 
was the biggest disadvantage. The electricity bill was never really monitored on a regular basis like it was where we stayed. The minute someone tried to do, as if they had wired their electricity plug in such a way that the minute someone was doing something with higher voltage, all the main plugs would just switch down where I live. So literally, guys, if you wanted to cook, if you were feeling extra brave, you literally had to use a toaster and a kettle. So that's the biggest disadvantage. You had to like buy all your food. How did you end up doing BA, Eben and Regional Planning in the first place? Um, what happened is ERP was my second choice. Um, initially, I wanted to do environmental science. I got admitted. There's a general first year ERP. And my second year was most exciting. I studied courses that were very interesting. And I absolutely loved it. But the pressure and the teachers, I, that's another chapter for another segment of the show. <laughs> but all in all, it was, it was program it's just the teachers who deliver it or rather the professors who deliver it some of them drain you you get to a point you're asking yourself do I really want to do this yeah to where you are now which is India could you maybe tell us how did you end up going to India okay so um, a friend of mine had applied her and then she shared this link an online link and I was actually skeptical about it. I'm like, yo fam, how is it that you're telling me it's a legit without including NMDS? And she's like, no, I know this other guy he left already in India. Let's just try our luck friend. I'm like, okay, cool. We apply. I completely forgot about it. It's like it's like an email like graduations we've got a spot for you at such and such a school. I'm like, this is some shady business. And then I looked up the school, it exists. And I'm like, I man, this is some human trafficking vibes. Mm-mm. But then I believed it when I got like a call from the, so that, wow, this is really real. So yeah, that's what happened. Okay, so you're saying you never got like a link from NMDS to actually inform you that there's a certain scholarship that you could apply to. You found it yourself. Yep. Um, it, it had nothing absolutely to do with NMDS to find the schools and even myself. NMDS had zero, nada, like, assistance whatsoever. <laughs> I'm clearing it up for people. So if you found mm-hmm. it online, yeah. tell us, like, did you have to maybe pay NMDS because there's that percentage that you have to pay so that you could get a scholarship abroad? Did you have to go through the whole procedure of paying? No, that's the beauty of the scholarship that I'm on. It's like a scholarship that's funded entirely by the Ministry of External Affairs of the Indian government. There's the Indian government and the government where every year they bring students through, not even just the to only all across the world, guys. Africa, there's an Africa scheme, there's an Asia scheme, there's a European scheme. The people here from Russia, from Turkmenistan, all these countries I've never really knew existed until, well, I've seen the people as the, the evidence. regards to the second part of the question, um, I feel like international schools are way ahead in terms of how they structure academic programs. For example, they have semesterization where 
every person's attendance is accounted for. Literally, you cannot write exams if, for example, where I'm at, you need a minimum of 25% to even qualify for the final exam. One thing I remember back at now, we could have this whole mentality of you're going to go to class when and if you feel like it. Nah, that, that needs to change. I feel like that would probably shape us towards um, taking school more seriously. Don't you think so? It would, actually. So yeah, That's why I'm like, I feel like academ- academia-wise, we're still a bit behind in terms of how we structure our things. As well as, yeah, like, there are tech, of course, is a hit. But one thing I like about home is we're slowly moving towards an online. So what I remember is they introduced tutor when I first got to now. That was 2013. And I can imagine now, like, yeah. One thing I like about home, they were starting to introduce the tech. People were reluctant, yes, but they were essentially forcing it down your throat. Like the teachers would be like, "Ah, uh-uh. I'm on Twitter or check the Twitter platform or whatever." It was annoying, but we got accustomed to it. So here, yeah, it's not even a matter of do you want to do it. You kind of have to. A teacher's not even gonna text you. Literally, the messages pop up in the um like instant messages portals. Like that's your communication between you and your lecturer. You have mm. to be tech-wise, tech-savvy. Otherwise, if you're looking to study abroad, it's going to be an issue. Of course, you never just wake up one morning and like, I'm such a tech-savvy person. I'm so tech-based. Oh, my God, I'm so gaga for tech. <laughs> no. Like, instead of asking mm. people to always help you with things, take a few minutes every day. Like, we two took up when on YouTube. YouTube, guys, has absolutely almost anything you want it's your diy friend trust me just youtube or how to log on to a platform or anything i'm like what happened i found your phone hey did i not just start checking guys yo i was in disbelief they found my phone okay lastly ne? Mm-hmm. lastly could you tell us, are there any cultural shocks that you had to go through that maybe you're still not even used to live today? So I moved here. I was briefed, obviously, by the embassy, like, yo, Indians are pretty conservative people, especially down south there. Because, um, okay, guys, there's, like I said, states in India, but the north side, like the Delhi, the Mumbai, the Punjab, those are the fast states, you know? Those are the states that are used to having foreign people there, you know? So when I'm in the south, when you're in, you're exotic, you're like a foreign good, you're something rare. Everybody <laughs> wants to see you. Everybody wants to touch you. Just jeans, basically, and a sweatshirt. It was winter when I left home. People here not staring at me. And then I asked, like, our driver from the airport. Why are people staring? And he smiles. He says, uh, "Madam, they call it everyone, Madam, who's female, out of respect. Madam, because um, you have a uh, very, very different hair." Then he laughs. I'm like, "Different hair?" <laughs> he goes, "Yes, yes." Now everybody wants to touch, but they're afraid to ask. I'm like, "Oh, they better not touch my hair." Okay, <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> Uh, the day I arrived at school, all my classmates weren't talking to me at all. <laughs> they took weeks to open because, as much as um, Indians are very, very much literate, like they're super educated because they go to school faster than us and everything. Most of them don't speak English. Like I said, the South side, the North is the faster way of living. So then, 
they had to learn, but most of them English fluently because they were interacting with me and some of my other classmates were foreign. You had to learn the language? What was that? Man, I had to learn the language. I had to learn to break down my English to the most basic syllables. Well, can I borrow <laughs> you? You, not writing, borrow me. Nah, okay, you, friend, borrow tomorrow, coming, <laughs> same time. Oh my goodness, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the that's the part. Then uh, we get to our apartment where we live. We have what we call a chechi. So chechi is Malayalam for like older sister. We're told, okay, this is your chechi. She's gonna like watch over you. At first, I'm like, um, is she like a nanny? And then. No- I'm like, okay, does she like come during the day? No, 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 just at night. I'm like, huh? Oh, so it's like, okay, I clicked quickly what she is at ah, 9 p.m. That's still pretty early. Mm. Did this chechi mm. girl not lock the door in the gate? Like, what? Am I like in trouble? <laughs> and I call my housemates, like, guys. Open the door. Even they're like, you'll see. This is fun for you to experience. We're gonna let you experience this. Yeah, I ring the doorbell. I ring the the gate bell. You know, she comes. She's like, you late? Why? I'm like, what do you mean why? I'm a whole twenty four year old. Why? Why do I need to explain myself? <laughs> and she's like, no, coming home time seven. Nah, you very late. Why? Hey guys, my strength not slap this woman. Yo, anyway, I'm just like, okay, Chechi, what is the time to come home? 7 p.m. Okay, you tomorrow on time. Did I not go to the office to tell them, like, guys, I literally, this is extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay. Yo, hectic. Yeah, so tell us, food-wise, what are some of the things that you're still not used to? Guys, do these people not put spice in basically any and everything? Shoo. Guys, I didn't know there was ere masala oats. Okay. Mm. Like, they're battle oats with spice. <laughs> Basic cereal oats. Bruh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but essentially, for them, um, how do I explain this? Not every, not every state is completely against they pray to the cow. No, let me just have a brief understanding for people who are listening. So India is a country that's well known for its multiple diverse religions. I'm sure you friends agree and know this because Luena, you're all about getting your kumbaya spiritual vibe. I see you, girl. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I was lucky enough to come to a state where. Um, Christianity is the majority percentage of it, meaning they don't mind eating beef. So beef is readily available in and everywhere where I'm at. But basic vegetables have completely different names. Like normal pepper is capsicum. I spent three months guys at the market. Okay. But this nigga literally would not sell it to me because I did not call it by its local name. One. Two. The spices are not as bad as capsicum. C-A-P. Capsicum. 
Yo, guys, wait. What week? The spell has to get Capsicam. Yeah, Capsicam. Yes, C A P S I C U M. And then, in terms of spicy, it's not so bad, guys. What's your spice? Imagine now I can't cook food without spice. If you food without spice, it's so bland. No. How even? You can't have a woman going out to a bar alone. It's such a social taboo. Yo, guys, it is showing above your ankle is a whole pornography scene. I. <laughs> Yeah, the local women here are always fully covered in clothes that are at least two sizes bigger than they are. And I remember I was always so concerned about this. And I'd ask, like, the shop attendants, why are you wearing such big clothes? And she'd say, because those who can speak English, that's how things are done. We don't like tight clothes. not good. It attracts bad men. And I've always thought to myself, who are these bad men? Why are they attracted by the tight clothes? Is this why they stare at me? Uh, uh. So there's this one thing that we really think um, is going to make this podcast fun, which is a game. When you test out okay. your knowledge on certain questions, on certain issues, on certain topics. So right. this is how it goes. We're going to give you a minute to answer as many questions as possible. And they're generally just general knowledge questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe even related to you personally. Not personally, like, dig deep into your life, but just oh. your experience. Yeah. So no let's... <laughs> Are you ready? Girls, do I have a choice? I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, let's start off with the first question. And you only have like five seconds to think of an answer. And if you can't think of anything, we pass on to the next question, okay? Okay. Name a reason you might get rid of an old family heirloom. Mm, Probably because it's lost whatever sentimental reason it had. Name a famous wizard. A famous wizard? Mm. The Wizard of Oz, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Name another word for book. Name Muka. another word for book. Olev. Ah, Mukhozino. What? Okay, that's the most of them. I think even though I gave you like a long time to answer these. Well, you answered most of them. So we'll just calculate your score and see. Um, the Wizard of Oz. I'm not really sure about that one. So no. I told you there's no right and wrong answer. It's the Wizard of Oz. Let me be free and leave my own lèvre and book alone. <laughs> okay, no cool. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, thank you, friend, for doing this. This was such a really weird interview, but... Fun, okay? Right? 
no you guys are thinking it's just another group of friends trying to get out there no really you got to watch it as i just went to be her first guest guys the content is so valuable and informative for you guys so i'm going to give her the link for those of you who'd like to imply, apply for next year's int and she'll probably put it up on her channel next time this is a channel podcast sorry guys all these things are so confusing <laughs>